The United Kingdom has thousands of years worth of history, so it's no surprise that it's one of the most haunted places in the world. And when you consider how small the United Kingdom is, it seems to have more than its fair share of ghosts and paranormal activity. It seems every village and every old building has at least one ghost story to tell. In this video, we have selected just a fraction of the locations said to be teeming with the spirits of the dead. So we hope you're enjoying the Creepy Marathon Month, and here is another spooky video. Pendle Hill, Lancashire, England. Over 400 years ago, in 1612, 10 women and two men were accused of murdering 10 people by the use of witchcraft. What followed was probably the most famous witch trial in English history. Altogether, 11 people were tried, found guilty, and executed by hanging. The area around Pendle Hill is a beautiful but isolated place, and the atmospheric hill itself is often described as brooding as though it has a life and a will of its own. Many people describe feeling angry when they are on the hill, and the locals in the surrounding villages of Pendleside try not to speak about the witch trials for fear of bringing bad luck. It's an unsettling place, notorious for paranormal activity. While in 2011, engineers from the local water company were carrying out a routine building project near the village of Bali, which lies in the shadow of Pendle Hill, when they came across a small mound Beneath it, they found the remains of a 17th century cottage, which historians believe was the home of one of the Pendle witches. Within the building is a sealed room where a cat was buried alive. Its bones were found bricked up into the wall. Of course, cats regularly appear in the folklore of witches. They are often used as familiars or animal guides. But in this instance, it seemed that the doomed cat met such a horrific end in an attempt to protect the house from evil spirits. Moving on to the supposed witches, we have Elizabeth Southerns, also known as Demdike, her daughter Elizabeth Device, and her grandchildren James and Ellison, as well as Anne Whittle, also known as Chattox, and her daughter Anne Redfern. Their supposed crimes were that they caused the deaths of several local residents with the use of charms and evil curses. The youngest member of the Device family survived by providing testimony against her own family. The devices lived in Newchurch, and it's said that the old lady Demdike sent her grandson to the church to steal consecrated bread so that she could use it in her spells. It is also thought that graves were robbed for bones and teeth that could be used in black magic potions. Superstition was so widespread that the Eye of God was carved into the wall of the church in order to ward away evil spirits, many years after the witch trials had ended. One woman believes that she has captured a photograph of Jeanette in a graveyard in the village of Newchurch. It shows a hollow-eyed young girl, her face a deathly pallor, standing in front of a gravestone and staring directly at us. In 2004, the British ghost investigation program Most Haunted visited Pendle Hill for a Halloween special. The presenter later said that it was the scariest episode that the crew had ever made. Tintagel, Cornwall, England. Cornwall has a rich history of supernatural tales and superstitions. Giants, mermaids, tommyknockers, Cornish pixels, and of course ghosts. One area that is packed with myth and magic is Tintagel on the Atlantic coast. The village and nearby castle have strong connections with the legend of King Arthur and his knights, and the whole place seems to emanate an ancient energy. 
Towering above the clifftop, the 12th century ruins sit over 300 feet above the sea. It's spectacular and atmospheric, and a perfect setting for stories of the paranormal. The castle is said to be the birthplace of King Arthur, and the area is packed with stories, not just of myth and legend, but also of the ghosts and spirits of former inhabitants. Once a year the castle is said to disappear into a time slip and reappear, no longer in its ruined state, but as it must have been hundreds of years ago, magnificent and stately. Anyone lucky enough to see the transformation will then witness the castle return to its ruinous state once again. The spectre of King Arthur himself has been seen as a full apparition walking the now non-existent ramparts of the castle. Merlin was the wizard and mystic who resided at the court of King Arthur. His crystal cave lies beneath the castle and the cliffs below. It is here that Merlin's ghost is said to prowl, and his disembodied voice can be heard chattering in an unrecognisable language. Some people have witnessed a beam of bright light shining out from the mouth of the cave. Close by is the Camelot House Hotel, located in an inviolable position overlooking the castle ruins. The imposing facade has been used in several movies, including Dracula in 1979. There are thought to be ghosts residing there too. One of them likes to take part in poltergeist activity, yanking paintings from the walls and throwing them around. Another, thought to be the ghost of a nurse, has been known to wake guests up in the middle of the night by splashing water at them as she tries to give them a bed bath. A cottage lies very close to the ruins and was once the home of actor Kate Winslet. Even that is said to have a resident ghost that walks back and forth between the house and the hotel. Perhaps a former employee on his ghostly commute to work. Mary King's Close, Edinburgh. The old town of Edinburgh suffered from severe overcrowding. Stifled by the city walls, the only solution was to build up. Some of the houses were extended up to eight stories high, and the network of these tightly packed streets led off the main thoroughfare known as the Royal Mile. The rich elite occupied the top floors of these buildings, where there was more light and a greater distance between them and the smells of raw sewage from below. On the ground floors, residents lived with open sewers on their front doorsteps. They shared their accommodation with livestock and spent their days in dark squalor. During the 17th century, the city decided to build a new royal exchange near to St. Giles Cathedral. Instead of demolishing the existing houses that were there, they took down the top floors and used the lower ones as a foundation for the new building. So Mary King's Close was covered over and there, under the ground, life went on as usual until the last resident left in 1902, and the close was sealed off. Because sewage was thrown into the streets of Edinburgh during the 17th century, it made the ideal breeding ground for rats, and those rats carried fleas. With the onset of the Black Death, the consequences for a confined space, such as St. Mary's Close, was devastating. The plague doctor would come to treat the victims by slicing the top of their sores and cauterizing them with a red-hot poker. In 2003, the close was accidentally rediscovered by workmen digging in the streets above, and after an archaeological excavation, St. Mary's Close, with its labyrinth of streets and claustrophobic buildings, has now become a tourist attraction. Some visitors have had paranormal experiences, which is not surprising as the first recorded ghost sighting dates back to 1685, when the Colhart family experienced apparitions and unknown phantom energies. 
More recently, there have been numerous sightings of a woman in black and the sounds of singing and laughter coming from an empty inn. There are incidents of poltergeist activity as stones are thrown at staff and visitors, as well as the sounds of ghostly footsteps. Most upsetting is the distressing scratching noises coming from one of the chimneys where it's thought that a young chimney sweep became trapped and died during the reign of Queen Victoria. One of the plague victims was poor Annie, who was aged just 12 when she was abandoned to die by her family. Sick, cold and hungry, she slowly wasted away, and her ghost can now be seen in Annie's room, where she sometimes holds on to visitors as they try to leave. Some visitors have left small dolls for her to play with, and noticed that the temperature of her room is unusually cold. We'd love to know if you've ever been. Clandaff, Cardiff. Clandaff is a suburb of the capital city of Wales. It is dominated by the 12th century Clandaff Cathedral, built on what had already been a Christian site for over 600 years. The area has been described as a wonderful place to live, with its charming high street and quaint shops and pubs. But don't let that fool you. Clandaff is a hotbed for psychic phenomena, and a lot of the tales told are quite gruesome. Just behind the cathedral is the Road of the Dead, where back in the day, the dead bodies were sent along by cart for burial in the graveyard. Speaking of which, people have reported hearing the ghosts of children who laugh and sing in the graveyard. They are seen playfully peeping out from behind gravestones and trees. It is sad to think that during the 19th century, these children died from cholera and were all thrown together into a mass grave. Some witnesses have even felt a small cold hand slip inside their own, or gentle tugs on their trousers. One of the ghost children has been photographed here standing beside a cross. Behind the cathedral on the woodland trail, a young Victorian boy drowned in the river Taff. The ghost of his mother has been seen dressed in all white, wading through the water in a desperate search for her son. The spectre of Bella has also been seen at the river sobbing. She has no face, but witnesses have said that they can see her blonde ringlets peeking out beneath her hooded shawl. Bella was the wife of a landlord who turned to religion after becoming disillusioned with the drinking and gambling that she saw every day. After an argument with her husband, she ran down to the river where she drowned herself. Some people have heard the strange croaking of the wretched frogwoman, who was the deformed daughter of a rich family. Unable to speak properly, and moving along the floor like a frog, she was kept prisoner by her embarrassed parents and hidden away. She was able to escape, but sadly fell into the river Taff and drowned. She has been seen and heard along the road which connects Clandaff with the centre of Cardiff. In 1879, a Welsh newspaper reported that for some unknown reason, there was a high incidence of suicides, murders and missing children in the area of Clandaff Cathedral. It appeared that some strange force was compelling people to either hurt themselves or others. Many say that the chocolate box facade of Clandaff hides a place steeped in the unnatural. We'd love to know if any of you have visited. Pluckley Village The village of Pluckley in South East Kent has for many years been known as the most haunted village in the UK and in 1988, it earned a spot in the Guinness Book of Records as the most haunted location in England. 
So why is this sleepy village in the middle of the Kent countryside so appealing to the spirit world? Well, you only have to look at its history. For such a small village with less than 1,000 inhabitants, there seems to have been an extraordinary amount of tragedy and lives cut short, and a lot of the restless spirits in the area seem to be linked to those unfortunate souls. Dickie Buss was a miller in the early 1900s. He was a well-respected figure in the village, but after he closed his beloved mill in the 1930s, it was struck by lightning and destroyed. It is said that every time a thunderstorm hits Pluckley Village, Dickie makes an appearance around the ruins of the windmill and along the lane that is named after him. Dickie was also involved in another village tragedy. Just after the end of the World War, a local teacher took his life by hanging himself in a bay laurel plantation close to Dickie Bus Lane, and it was Dickie who found his decaying body. Ever since the tragedy, it's said that the spectre of a man hanging from the tree can be seen in the woods, and the whole area has an eerie vibe to it. The teacher is not the only man to take his own life in Pluckley. A colonel also hanged himself in Parkwood, and his ghost has been spotted on numerous occasions wandering among the trees. And even though nowadays much of the area has been cleared, his spirit still seems to linger. Another ghost who makes a regular appearance is the Watercress Lady. She is said to be the spirit of a gypsy woman who sold watercress on Pinnock Bridge. One day the woman fell asleep whilst waiting for customers and dropped the pipe she was smoking onto her clothes, which ignited and burned her to death. Ever since, the misty figure of the gypsy has been spotted sitting on the bridge smoking her pipe. Another spirit that haunts the area is that of a highwayman who was killed in the 18th century after he got into a fight with those in charge of keeping the peace in the village. They pinned him to an oak tree with a sword and left him there to die. The place where he died is now a road known as Fright Corner that leads into the village. It is said if you drive along there at night, sometimes you can make out the apparition of the highwayman reenacting the fateful sword fight. No haunted village would be complete without a creepy cemetery, and Pluckley has not one, but two ghosts that haunt the graveyard of the local St. Nicholas Church. The first is Lady Daring, who is buried in a lead coffin with a red rose placed on top. Over the years, there have been sightings of her wandering the graveyard and wailing while she searches for the unmarked grave of her stillborn baby. She is sometimes known as the Red Lady after the rose that was placed on her coffin. A small white ghostly dog has also been reported in the same location. Then there is the Lady in White, said to haunt both the church and the library of her old family home, Surrendon Daring. The Grand House was destroyed in a blaze in 1952, but her spirit was reportedly seen by staff from the US Embassy, who used the property as a base between World War I and II. One employee even held an all-night vigil one Christmas Eve, and when the Lady in White appeared in front of him, he allegedly shot at her ghost with a rifle. Close to the graveyard is a house called Rectory Cottage that was built in 1863 for the rectory of St. Nicholas Church. It has since been renamed Greystones and is believed to be haunted by one of its former owners, a reclusive cleric, who is often referred to as the Monk. The Monk is said to have a connection to a female spirit that haunts the nearby Rose Court. Both the spirits are thought to date back to Tudor times. The female ghost is known as Tudor Lady, and it's believed the monk and the Tudor Lady were lovers, but because she was married and they couldn't be together, he died of a broken heart, and she killed herself by drinking a fatal cocktail. 
distilled from the juices of ivy and other poisonous berries. It is said that she died by a window looking toward Greystone and can often be heard calling her two dogs who she used to walk to Greystones to meet her lover. Another spot supposed to be haunted is the site of the former brickworks, where the sounds of blood-curdling screams can be heard that are said to be the tortured soul of a bricklayer who was horrifically crushed to death at the site by a wall of clay. In the village itself, there are often reports of the sound of horses' hooves galloping across cobbles. This is said to be the ghost of a horse-drawn carriage that haunts Maltman's Hill. Some have even given vivid accounts of the carriage with light pouring through its windows as horses pull it along the streets. And in 1997, one driver almost crashed when they heard the clatter of hooves on cobbles whilst driving along a tarmac road. If that wasn't enough, it seems you can't even have a drink or a meal without being disturbed by a ghost, as the local pub, the Blacksmith's Arms, has not one but three ghosts. Among the residents there is a Tudor maid, a coachman who stares at the fire in the public bar, and a cavalier seen wandering around the upstairs rooms. And if you think moving to the other pubs in the village will get you some peace, then think again, because the Black Horse pub has a few cheeky spirits of its own. The pub was a former farmhouse belonging to the local bailiff, and visitors and employees find that things frequently disappear in front of them, only to return again later. The third pub, the Daring Arms, is haunted by the ghost of a woman wearing a bonnet. She has been seen many times by customers, and her figure is so clear, she's even been mistaken for a real drinker. Finally, there's the chillingly named Screaming Woods, a site that today attracts tourists and paranormal enthusiasts from around the world, who camp in the woods in the hope of hearing the chilling screams of the men and women who have entered the woods but never returned, after getting lost in its misty mangle of trees. We'd love to know if any of you have ever visited Pluckley Village, and if so, did you experience any of the supposed paranormal activity? Thanks for watching, we hope you're enjoying the Creepy Marathon Month, and we'll see you tomorrow for another video.